0: and welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast. I'm Josie, the host and creator. The inspiration for this podcast comes from journal entries that I kept while navigating through my separation and divorce. Each week, I read through a journal entry and then I analyze and discuss how I feel now, how I remember feeling then, and what I feel I've learned along the way. So thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope that you take something positive away from each episode. Now let's get to it. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode. I highly suggest that you go back and listen to the episode before this one, because it looks like this is kind of a a part two to what happened in the last episode, or at least what I discussed in the last journal entry will make more sense when I read what's going to go on, on this journal entry. So with that, I'll go ahead and start. And this is going to be for Monday, August 23rd. It happened, he got mad and upset cause he has so much to do for his move and time is running out on him. So what does he do? Bitch at me. And yep. Even bring up cleaning our son's room. We fought and stuff, and this is what came out of it. I am upset and wrote this, and yes, I sent it. Dear Guy, I don't know. I guess I'm just still mad at how after six months you can still get under my skin like you do. I know that it's my fault, and I know that it is because I have not put up boundaries, that I have not put a stop to the chit-chat. It, it is just that I am a fool. There's really no other way to put it. And after what happened today, I really need to keep my distance. I need to make sure that we never get so friendly again. I think that what bugs me the most is how you seem to think that you are so much better than me. You act like you are above me. I mean, you insult me when I am having a bad day and take it out on you. And then you do the same thing. You act like there she goes again, that crazy bitch not being able to... Control herself. Thank God I got away from that. And then things get stressful for you, and you do the same thing. Even with the low blows, that was something that you hated about me, that nothing was beyond me to use in a fight. I will admit that I did that and that it was wrong, but you did do it too. You may even say, Well, I learned it from you. And that may be true, but you are still doing it, so how are you any better than me? Then we have this house issue. You are mad because you have to do everything that has to do with the house. I bet you even believe that. You even commented that I'm going to get some of the money for the sale of this house, but you are the one stuck doing everything. I just do not know what you mean by everything. Packing your stuff and a lot of our boys, even the house stuff. Our Christmas stuff, not mine. I did not start splitting it up and then leaving your crap on the floor and only do mine, nope. We could have both worked on the guest room, but I did it all on my own. You did not help me pack or move a single box, but you were mad because I am not helping you? The only thing that I'm saying is all you when it comes to the repairs is to get the aluminum, something you said yourself you would do. When we saw the leak, I feel I did my part, maybe even more than half of the effort to get it fixed. And even before that, when it was still our home, every time or at least 90% of the time, to give you some credit, I called when anything went wrong and needed to be fixed, or when we wanted to add gutters, or when we wanted to clean the carpets, or when we needed to put new grass. I did those things and much, much more. And you are saying that I'm not going That I am not doing anything for that house. I do not even know what you want from me. It is clear that it does not matter what I do. I will be a loser, quitter in your eyes. I'm more and more grateful every day that I am starting to see myself clearly and not the way you have made me see myself these past few years. As much as it hurts to say, I'm even seeing that you are not even my friend that you just used me and I know it's partly my fault because I let you. Since we have been trying to be friends, you have called me when things have gone bad and when you needed help with things, advice on things, but never that I can recall to see what is up with me, how I'm doing, what's new. School started for me and you never even asked how it was going or anything like that. It is because you don't care, not even as a friend. And you may say it's because of the move and you have been busy, but I have been moving too, and I have been packing and going to school, and I can still tell you what Saints member went to camp, too fat to play, and I can still tell you what two apartments you were looking at, and I can still tell you what you plan on doing with your home sale money. I know all these things because I listen to you because I'm trying to be a friend and not make things uncomfortable and stiff between us, but it's a two-way street, and you just seem to keep your car in the garage. I heard your apology message a little while ago, and I have decided you're right. It has been six months, and it is time to stop reminding and blaming you for where I find myself today, because soon I will be in a much better place, and I will be taking care of my boy and myself with money I earned from a career I studied for, and I will not say i I am here because of Guy. I will not say, and I will know that I am there because of me. Because even now, I hear you in my head laughing and saying, yeah, right, she will not finish this either. I know that I can, and I know that I will. And by then, I will not even care that you know it too. Good for me. Good, good, good for me. I love the way I ended that, that I will not give him the power to say that my success was because of him. Because it wasn't. It was not because of him. And now I'm getting upset. I'm getting a little, <sighs> my feelings are getting a little hurt. Because he did put me down. Because he would tell me that I sucked and that I finished, couldn't finish things and whatever things he was saying about me. Guess what? They're not freaking true. I have prospered on my own. I have done amazing things on my own. I'm so proud of myself. And this is not me crying from sadness. This is me feeling uh, an overwhelming sense of pride that I did all of this crap myself what I have been able to accomplish after breaking up with him, after him leaving me, the way I have been able to turn my life into something amazing, turn my son's life into something amazing. Man, I mean, I did it. I did do it. And I know when I'm writing that letter, I didn't really believe that I could. I don't think that I really believed that I could. I wanted to believe it. But he had torn me down so much, and I had allowed myself to be torn down so much. But I did do it. I did. I was able to. I'm so proud that I was able to. Wow, that was a moment there. But I hope you listen to this, and I hope that you feel that even if you're where I was, you know, feeling like, how am I going to push through? How am I going to be able to, how am I going to take care of my son? How am I going to feed my son? How am I going to find a job? How am I going to be able to live in on my own? How am I going to be able to do these things? You can, you can. I was nothing special. I was nothing amazing. I did not have a career. I I did go to school and I, I took accounting classes and I, I got a certificate in accounting. I never worked a day in accounting. I was not able to get a job in accounting, but I was able to get other jobs and I was able to be smart with my money and I did get some child support, obviously, that did help. But again, I don't consider him helping me. That was his responsibility for his son that I had most of the time. So the money was helpful, but it was something that he was responsible for for his son. So yes, part of that money helped me make sure I could get a roof over my head and all of those things. But again, I was able to do these things. I was able to do it. I was able to do it without his help. And the further on in life that I went, I continued to build myself up, to build myself and my son's life up. I'm. I started... In my mom's house, I started living in my mom's house and then I moved into an apartment that was income restricted because I was a single mom with hardly any money. And from there, I moved into a better apartment that was not income restricted because I could afford to pay it on my own. And from there, I was able to buy myself a house with my own name. Oh, let me go back. I bought another house. My mom's house was having uh, struggles And so I, it was heading towards foreclosure and I didn't want it to go to foreclosure. So I bought it. I was able to buy her house, but I didn't live there. I just bought it to save it from foreclosure. And then, you know, things happened and it got sold. But then I was able to buy my own house, myself, nobody else on the title, nobody else on the mortgage, just me, just Josie, no help from Guy. All on my own, I was able to prosper and survive and move forward and have an amazing post-divorce life. It's possible. I know you don't think that you can even see that far. I know it's scary to even think that you can see that far. I know you might even say, I don't want to. I don't want to be able to do it on my own. I don't want to. I want to have my family. And I get all that. I get all that. But, but know that you can. Know that it is in your future. Know that the future self, your future self, is going to be able to to wish that they could have a conversation with the you of right now and say, don't worry, I know it's scary, but you've got this, and you're going to do amazing, and you're going to do it on your own, and you're going to feel so proud. You're going to feel so proud that you were able to do this. I can't wait for you to get there. I can't wait to hear from you when you get there. It's, it's wonderful on this other side. Come join me. So about the fight. I knew it was coming and I mentioned it in the other episode because I remember, this is something I vividly remember, that even though he wasted his time and didn't do what he needed to do, he got mad at me because when he was in a time crunch, I wasn't there to rescue him which is what he was counting on. He's like, oh, she still is fighting to win me back or she's still doing all the stuff that I ask her for. So I don't have to, I can keep going out to the clubs and keep doing whatever I'm doing because when it's time, I'll just call her and she'll run right back over and help me. Well, no, I said I wouldn't, I said I wouldn't, and I didn't, and there he was, pissed off at me, and I... I, I don't have any details on the exact conversation, but from my letter to him, clearly he got ugly with me. Clearly, I didn't do what he wanted. And so he I'm sure that he said something like, This is why I'm leaving you, you suck, blah, 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 and you want us to get back together, and you you know, you suck, blah, blah, blah. You're no good. I'm sure it was just beating me down and beating me down and beating me down. Clearly. <laughs> And then we get to me realizing that he wasn't my friend. We weren't friends. I was the mother of his child and someone that he could still get some stuff from, whether it be sexual, unfortunately, or uh, someone to lean on, or when he didn't want to be his alter ego and had to worry about a bill or something, I was the person that he would call. He kept all the cool, fun stuff for his new friends. And when there was stress and trouble, he would reach out to me because I would always be there to listen to him. But, but like I mentioned, I realized he wasn't checking up on me. He wasn't asking me how I was doing. The conversation was not a two-way street. The conversation was not, I'm sharing and I'm also listening. No, it was, he was just using me as his bucket to pour into when he had all this negative stuff going on or what he wanted to share how excited other things were. But he wasn't asking about me. He didn't care about what was going on with me. And I needed to realize that. I needed to realize that it's okay. I don't have to hate him. I don't have to be a bitch to him. I just have to be a co-parent with him, keep the conversation about our son, skip all the chit chat, like I called it, and 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 leave it at that. I was trying to be too many things too early. And I have given this advice before that when you are in a breakup, that, that boundaries are important. And it's good to not jump in from exes to friends. You really need that time to detach, to learn about yourself, to have closure about the type of relationship you did have before you start another type of relationship. Because it was all muddled up. If I had had the closure I needed and then we were going to be friends and he was this kind of a crappy friend, I wouldn't have continued. I would have been like, you know what? That's cool. We don't need to be friends. Just, you know, call me when you need to pick up our boy and, and we're good. But I was really not noticing those things because I was in a jumble of well you know we're friends but in the back of my mind I'm hoping something will happen I'm hoping we'll get back together but the closer we got to selling the house the closer we got to getting rid of that big monument to our family it was it was easier to know you know this is over this is over start working on you know our separate lives start wor- working start working on separate lives You go your way, I go my way. And I'm so glad, even though I'm sad about the house itself, but the selling of that house was an important step to help break one more chain between us. (music) Commenting on how he did everything, or I did nothing. I don't think he said he did everything. Or maybe he did say, I have to do everything. And I'm glad that I pointed out, that's such BS. He didn't do... I don't even know if he mowed the lawn. I think we ended up getting lawn care service, okay? And the lawn that we paid for, that we bought, I don't even know if that died again. He was not, please, he was not a car wash guy. He was not a... um Yard guy. No, when there was something going on in the house, I would call, I would set it up, I would make sure the funding was there to pay for it. He brought in the money. He brought in the money. Really, that's all I can say. He brought in the money. But besides that, when things needed to get done, I was on top of it all. I handled it all, which is proof by the fact that he's calling me and upset. Because listen, if you're responsible for doing all these things, do you need to call your ex-wife about them? No, you just do them. He's calling me. Why is he calling me? I don't even live there, but he's calling me because he knows that I'm the one who handles the stuff. I'm the one who handles it. The aluminum that we're talking about is because there was a, a minor damage to the house during the hurricane. And we had already signed the contract for the sale. The man who Was going to buy the house, came by and saw it was not anything major, but um, some siding needed to be replaced. And he was in charge of dealing with that. Like I said, he suggested that he would, he offered to deal with that. And I'm like, cool, okay, you do that. And then he throws it back in my face. Ay, ay, ay. No, this, this, this was not going to work. The best thing I ever did was. Well, he did it. The best thing he ever did was break up with me. The best thing that ever happened to me was that he broke up with me. I do believe that, and I am grateful that he chose to because God knows I would have probably hung on there for many years to come, and i 'm telling you that when I read this letter that I wrote him, he would bash he he was tearing me down. He was making me feel like I was nothing. And I was believing it, and it was time that I actually stopped. I did also want to touch on the below the belt comment, because one of my flaws, and I rec- and I recognize that, was that whenever we would fight, I would kind of hit him below the belt. I would call him out for ignoring his son. I would call him out for, this was while we were married. Like if we had a fight, I would I would go below the belt. I can't even remember to be clear, but I know that I would probably call him a crap dad or things like that. It was wrong, very wrong. And I went to therapy for the divorce. Uh, but during therapy, I got a lot of help and guidance on how to not do that. And one of the biggest things was, you know, to think obviously before you speak, to really hold your tongue and take stock in what you're going to say and make sure that what you are going to say is important to the conversation. It moves your point forward and it's not a tack dog basically, because obviously that does not help. And I will tell you that in my current relationship I still carry that advice forward because there are times when I want to say so many below-the-belt things. And sometimes I have quite a few good, very valid, below-the-belt things to say. But I think I hold it back and I don't say it. And I really think that my current relationship has lasted as long as it has because I have kept my mouth shut. Not not expressed myself and not stood up for myself and not defended what I wanted, but done it all without going into attack mode and hitting below the belt and saying some really unnecessarily hurtful things. It's the hurtful things on purpose that will destroy a relationship faster than anything else. And I do acknowledge and I take responsibility that I was guilty of doing that. I did insult him and you know, say things that I felt were very true, but I said them in the um, probably the ugliest way that I could possibly say them. So I will acknowledge that. But I will also point out that then he started doing the same thing back. He didn't like it, but it was like, okay, you do it. I'm not going to be the bigger person. I'm just going to do the exact same thing back to you. And then he would do it at the worst time as while we're, going through a a divorce a separation and then he gets mad about things and then he would really you know when you're going through a divorce and you're the one being left and then that's the time for him to be like this is why I'm leaving you this is why I'm leaving you I mean if that's not below the belt I mean that's below the shoelaces if you ask me Well, though, this turned out to be a bit of a powerful episode and journal entry. I hope that you got something out of it. And as always, I really do thank you for spending a little bit of time with me. And that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to me and share your thoughts and opinions or comments and concerns, you can always do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you haven't rated and subscribed or shared this podcast with others, I encourage you to do so. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great rest of the week. Until next time. Bye for now.